Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. TalkSport Selector, the football pools game everyone's talking about, is back for the second game of the season. Sign up and correctly select a winning Premier League team every week for your chance to win a share of the guaranteed £10,000 prize pool. But remember, you can only pick a team once. Entries cost £10, but you must sign up before noon this Saturday to take part. Join now at TalkSport.com slash selector. Get ready for the next game. Everyone's back in. Starting soon on TalkSport Selector. Terms and conditions apply. 18 plus gambleaware.org. Please gamble responsibly. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and happy Thursday to you. I'm Jason Cundy and welcome to another edition of the TalkSport Daily Podcast. In today's poddy, we've got the fallout from England's Nations League win over Iceland at Wembley. There's news of a superstar footballer potentially joining the Premier League as soon as January. It's messy. And we find out from those within the camp why the three lines, golden generation, one zip, nothing, zilch. But it's a slightly more serious start than usual. Sir Jeff Hurst has exclusively revealed to TalkSport 2 that he suspected a link between football and dementia for many years. The PFA is setting up a new task force to examine the issue of brain injury diseases in the game. The World Cup winner has also suggested banning heading for younger children. Well, I've always felt personally that uh, just without any, any knowledge at all or any scientific information that uh, I'm going back a few years possibly thinking that there's a high percentage of footballers that were suffering from dementia. Yeah. Now recent results are showing that footballers are liable to three and a half times more likely to um, face dementia. You know, four or five of our team, and that doesn't include two of the players in our team, Alan Ball, who passed away at 60, and, yeah. and Moore, God bless you, who passed away at 50. Of course. And I read the other day the Burnley team in the 60s. Six of that particular team had, had uh, suffered with dementia. West Ham, we had a ball hanging from the ceiling in the gym, and we spent hours. We played head tennis in the gym. Then you go on the pitch and practice near post headers, which we were well known for, the near post cross. Yep. How long did we spend practicing that day in, day out to, to perfect it, which resulted in a great goal against Argentina in the quarterfinal. So I think there's, there's an element certainly stressing two things. One, not doing so much practice on headers at, cl- at clubs, all clubs. And two, maybe the youngsters, at, you know, 10 years of age in the heading ball when their brains are, are underdeveloped. And I don't think that would have a negative impact on kids and parents enjoying grassroots football. Last night, England comfortably battered Iceland in the Nations League on Talk Sport. Here's how it sounded with Mark Saggers and your commentators, Jim Proudfoot and Stuart Psycho Pierce. 
Costa swung in and the header goes in beautifully taken goal. Good run across the edge of the six-yard box and it was Rice that actually got goal side. Declan Rice who had a massive smile on his face when he got his first England goal. What did that feel like? Special, very, very special. You know, it's things you dream of as a kid really. You know, playing for England's one, but you know, to get that first goal, you know, it's just a very, very special moment. Kane then flicks it in the path of Mount, who squeezes it in for two. Excellent play by England. Mason Mount did really well. That was just special for us to, to be playing together. And now after the game, both knowing that we scored, it obviously means a lot. And for our parents, for our family back home watching on TV, they'll be buzzing, they'll be celebrating. And obviously the most important thing is we got the win and, and scored two more. So, yeah, it was a, it was a brilliant night tonight. One of his best attributes uh, without, is without the ball. He, he, he hunts, he closed down, he is tireless worker. Um, it must be brilliant. If you're, if you're a fullback playing behind mm. Mason Mount... Your job is so much easier because you've got someone that will do everything to win that ball back. And the, when Chelsea press high, he is one at times, sometimes the furthest man forward. So he yeah. will take that responsibility. We've almost lost half of that squad from Russia. which It's remarkable, really. Some have retired from international football, but a lot just haven't played first-team football. And so we felt we could and should blood some of these really young ones. And we know it's a little bit too early for some of them in terms of experience but we think the investment for England in the long term whether we're here or not we think that's important it works it for Foden oh brilliant that is a magnificent goal it just came to on the edge of the D's 25 yards out and he's right footed left footed into the bottom right hand corner and Phil Foden has two in four minutes I made a massive mistake and everyone makes mistakes in life what's the plan yeah I want to put that behind me now and just and look forward and yeah, I'm just really happy to put a good performance in tonight and, yeah, I'm just looking forward, really. A couple of goals, he set one up as well. He's had a f- fantastic evening tonight and um, I think he's ended this international uh, year with a real good performance and a solid performance and hopefully, fingers crossed, that he'll be performing next summer. I'm White and Jordan. They were joined by former England goalkeeper Paul Robinson and legendary striker Michael Owen. They both compared and contrasted the golden generation with the current crop, claiming there is less scrutiny and more cohesion today. There's a much better feeling amongst the amongst the players, amongst the whole country in general. What surrounded the national team then wasn't very pleasant. A lot more people are supportive nowadays. We used to have a big sort of standoff with the press in many ways. You'd turn up and you think, oh no, is it, is it my turn on the rotor? And you would go into the press room and it'd feel like you're going into the lion's den. I got off the pitch sometimes, got onto the back of the bus and, and one of the conversations was, oh no, I'm going to be getting a three in the paper tomorrow. I'm going to have an effigy burnt of me. I'm going to be, you know, have a a turnip yeah. on my head and all these different you know, it, was, it was almost a fear factor of playing. It was, it was let's get out of this game scot-free and, and not be the one to be blamed. God help us if I'm the one that misses a penalty and things like that well it doesn't feel like that anymore I think the manager has, has done the right thing because I never had the backing of a manager like that. When, you, when you're down and you, you're not playing well. Pickford thinks about coming out, he's got himself stranded in no man's land. In the end, Walker has given away a penalty. And a manager comes out and publicly backs you as his number one. is the best thing he can do at the moment. So where Gareth Southgate is at the right moment now, going forward, Jordan Pickford is going to be his number one in the Euros, unless yeah. anything changes between now and the summer. And he's rightfully going to get the best 
form and the best relationship with mm. Jordan Pickford by publicly backing him. He gains nothing at the moment by dropping him and leaving him out. When I look back, you know, let's say 10, 20 years ago, I think we had some amazing players, but this team, I don't think has probably got the names of the Lampards, Gerrards, Rio Ferdinands, Rooney's, Beckham. You know, we had Paul Scholes. We had just the most amazing glut of players. I don't think personally that this team has got those names. However, what I do think is it's got a much better environment to work from. I think people enjoy playing for the national team much more now. I think Gareth Southgate has created that and I think they've got a better manager in him than maybe my time at, at England. Portugal are World Cup semi-finalists and England, as usual, lose on a penalty shootout. I think we play a better system that suits us nowadays. I think there's a much better camaraderie about the place uh, and I think there's a bit less expectation but that's only going to leading up to these big tournaments that are coming up. Over to Brecky now with Laura Woods and this is Ali McQuist on Lionel Messi and why he might leave Barcelona in January and become a Premier League player. I'll bet you Barcelona are cursing themselves because it's cost them a fortune. Mm-hmm. They would have got a fortune for Messi five months ago that they ain't going to get in two or three months and they'll get a fraction of it but I think in terms of the transfer policy, they've shot themselves in the foot. If Messi wants to leave and if Guardiola wants him to come, the contact will have been made. And if Messi wants to come, Messi will say to Guardiola, right, I'm coming regardless of what happens. If you put in a bid of 30 million and they knock it back, I'm just going to dig my heels in and I'll see you in the summer for nothing. Now that ain't going to happen because Barcelona can't afford it to happen. It's simple. If there is a deal to be done, the deal will be done. In January. Yeah. I'm Paul Hawksby, and this is TalkSport Daily. Staying with Brecky, this is Leicester defender Christian Fuchs discussing an open title race this season in the Premier League and also comparing his old league winning boss, Claudio Ranieri, with the current gaffer, Brendan Rodgers. What both did or are doing well is uh, the man management part. I think this nowadays is one of the most important parts that you understand your players, that you understand your players' uh, personal life that might have private issues sometimes. But if you understand that and if you, if, if you then get on top of that, get your players to buy into your system, into your ideas, then you're on the winning streak and Brendan Rodgers has done that from the very beginning. We are in Champions League, man. That was my next Dilly question. Dilly Dong, come on. Uh, you forget, you speak about blah, 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 but we are in Champions League. <laughs> In the 15, 16 season, everything was uh, absolutely off the charts. Mm. Uh, it doesn't matter what, what you name right now, but it, there was an example of what Claudio Ranieri did to me and where I was like pumped even more to, to give even more. Manchester City 2, Leicester City 5. The Premier League during the pandemic has produced plenty of strange performances and results, but few could predict this. I think that's exactly what makes the Premier League so interesting for everybody worldwide. Any team can beat any team. I mean, when you see the results this season, Aston Villa has a good run, Southampton has a good run, some massive results as well. So yeah, it's, it's, it's very open. An idea for a show. Zero Fuchs given, Shea given and Christian... F- oh, forget it. Back to Michael Owen, casting a bit of doubt over Liverpool's chances of retaining the league title this season. 
I've no doubt that if these players were fit, then Liverpool are the best team in the land. I think they were going to win the Premier League. This has now thrown it up in the air a little bit. And I think there was a collision between Jordan Pickford and Virgil van Dijk. From a Premier League point of view, I still think they can get by in virtually every game. It's when you get really tested. You know, if you're in a good team that are better than the rest, you can carry one or two positions that aren't quite at it. But it's when you get into the quarterfinals of the Champions League. It's when you play Manchester City at Anfield, things like that. Then you can't, you just can't have any passengers in your team. You never know, but no, it's a huge blow. This Sunday evening from half past nine, you can hear the first episode of a brand new series on TalkSport, presented by Steve Harmison and Leon McKenzie. After the Lights Go Out focuses on the struggles of professional athletes after their retirement from sport. The opening programme features former Newcastle, Ipswich and England midfielder Kieran Dyer. Here he opens up about what led him to break down in tears while playing for Newcastle United. I never showed vulnerability. I never, ever cried in front of people. So there was one time I cried at Newcastle when Mick Wadsworth was having a go. Mick Wadsworth was Bobby Robson's assistant. And he was having a go at Luar Luar. And... He was just picking on the young kid. Gary Speed was playing awful. Alan Shearer was playing awful. Warren Barton was playing awful. Nobby was playing awful. And he picked on Lua Lua. And I lost my, like I said, it brought back memories again of an older person when I was young, vulnerable. And I went mad at Mick Wadsworth. I went absolutely ballistic. Bobby Robson then goes ballistic at me. I take off my top, start crying, saying I'm not playing and blah de blah. And obviously Bobby's great man management. He comes into the sh- mm. comes into the shower afterwards and says, "Well done. I loved how you stuck up for Lua Lua, but I can't show to my my staff that um, I can't have a player having a go at my staff." But brilliant. And so I, that was the only time I can remember ever crying in football. And then after I broke my leg at West Ham, there was times where I kept coming back onto the training pitch. I'd done all my rehab right in front of the lads and then after five minutes my hamstring will go or I'll do that and I would just break down crying and I thought for me to be crying this is seriously seriously affecting you and After Lights Go Out will be available as a podcast from Monday now the England all-rounder Moe Nally has been speaking to the media ahead of England's white ball tour of South Africa which is live and exclusive on TalkSport 2 he told TalkSport's Johnny Norman that despite his recent poor form, he's grateful that the ECB have helped him through a difficult time in his career. I think mentally, you got, it's more of a mental thing. You, know, you have to be in it a bit more. And like I said, that, that hunger and stuff was has not been there for sure in, in the last year, or so, year and a half, maybe now. There's been glimpses here and there, but I know deep down that I've not really done that well over a long period of time. Ngidi into him again, that's another six! He sliced it over backward point! That's outrageous! How do you do that, Moen Ali? To still be in a part of ECB, like the England teams in particular, and the support I get from the coaches, uh, from Asher Giles and everybody, it just shows that, that I do still play a big part in, in this side and um, what I still can do. And uh, it's my job now to really go out and perform. And, that, and that's it's more of a mental thing like I need to get in, into a good mental space which I feel like I have been working on over the last four or five months which has been quite difficult I guess and it's about clearing everything out now and almost starting fresh again 
Make sure you don't miss a moment of the tour. That's from November the 27th. Download the TalkSport app. Retune your DAB radio. Listen at TalkSport.com or tell your smart speaker, you tell it, to play TalkSport too. This is H&J now with some classic clips from back in the day or clips of the midweek. Here's racing expert Derek Tomo Thompson with Mike Parry. Mick Kinnan won the Indian Derby yesterday, so well done, Mick. The Indian Derby? Indian Derby, which is absolutely massive. Where's, where's that run? In India. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Tomo. Uh, you told him. Isn't it? Uh, it's you, isn't it? Now, <laughs> the, yeah. It is. This is Andrew McKenna with a bit of surprising sports news. Celtic have agreed a fee with Barry Robson for Dundee United. They're getting too powerful, aren't they? They were then, really. To buy a whole club out like that, it's, it's very poor. Uh, this is Keith Arthur uh, handing over, on Fisherman's Blues, of course, handing over to Mike Parry now. Surely, aren't you mm. of Welsh descent? No, I'm not of Welsh descent. Um, I don't have a Welsh bone in my blood. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad just, you haven't. I don't know how he does it. Uh, what's next, then? It's late night host George Galloway taking a call. Here is Jim in Sheffield. Go ahead, Jim. Yeah, yeah hi, George. I'm a first time speaker. I think you're mastering in the end. I mean, <laughs> we can hear it's early days, Jim, but uh, he's a first time speaker. A year and a half. Yeah, that's true. Now, um, uh, back to Mr. Brazil on breakfast again. And I think this, kip, uh, kip, this clip could be called <laughs> Can You Be a Bit More Specific, Al? Now, good morning, 21 after 7 o'clock. That sending off last night was an absolute, was it, was it, where was that game? Was It was an absolute joke it was. I think it was a, a foreign match, wasn't it? God, and referees, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, great well, detail. need a bit more flesh on the bones now, I think, really. A bit more flesh on the blood, as Mr. Parry would have said. Yeah. And finally, we're staying with Alan, wrapping up another successful show. Fantastic. I enjoyed that. That uh, competition, brilliant. Uh, and very, very good. A lot of uh, long-term listeners called in as well with some of the, the antidotes they had, which I thought was great. I do love an antidote, <laughs> don't you? Okay. We could do an one after, now, let's an be honest. After, yeah, a nice after-dinner antidote. Yeah, tremendous. listening gang don't forget you can download the podcast and future ones via Acast, spotify and apple pods i'm back on the sports bar on Talksport tonight from 10 p.m there'll be another one of these Talksport daily podcasts out first thing in the morning until then be safe everyone be safe that was a podcast from talk sport The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. 
only from Rustolium.